Hey, what is up, everybody? Uh, hopefully, you're doing well. Uh, thank you for checking out the Baba Code Core podcast. I am your host, Patrick Huerta. Uh, today, I have a, a special guest uh, I brought back doing uh, interviews uh, via Zoom, of course, uh, to the podcast. And uh, this, was, this was a good one. Uh, it's with uh, Larry Garza. It was just good to get a check up on him, see how he's doing. And uh, just this one, we just talked about uh, bands that we liked pretty much. We didn't really touch on comedy. I just checked in on him, see how he was doing, and then we just nerded out on uh, music, uh, which is kind of like my one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and it's very rare that I get to nerd out and talk uh, band shit uh, uh, these days. So this was a lot of fun, man. Um, I've known Larry for a while, uh, you know, in the comedy scene, but I, we really didn't uh, sit down and, and talk. You know, we didn't really know anything about each other. And then we did a show in Laredo a couple of months back, actually a lot of months back. And uh, him and I drove out there. Well, he drove out there and I rode with him. And uh, that was our first time actually talking. And we found out we had a lot in common. We like a lot of the same musics. We we even found out that we, that we went to a lot of the same concerts back in the day, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, small small world. San Antonio is a very small world, a small town, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, th- that's all I'm going to do for the intro. I'm going to get into it real quick. I uh, just want to say my uh, my social media at your homie Pat. Uh, that's uh, Twitter, Instagram. Also check out um, uh, on Instagram the anti at antisocial comedy. Uh, they're doing a lot of shows, and I've been doing podcasts with them as well, which have been a lot of fun. You could catch those on YouTube or any other uh, platforms for for podcast. But and make sure to to support uh, Larry. Larry has a lot of stuff going on right now. He could really use your your help and support. And so he has a merch shop set up on Teesprings. So if you go to teesprings.com and just uh, search Larry Garza Comedy, uh, uh, you'll be able to see like all his shirts and stuff. Uh, So you'll get merch and you're also helping him out, which is, you know, kind of a win-win type of uh, situation. Uh, You can follow Larry at on Instagram at uh, Larry Garza Comedy. Um, I believe that's correct. Uh, I should be more prepared i guess but yeah uh at, he'll he'll say it at the end but i think it's uh larry garza comedy and then uh even if you just want to like send him money you know uh you could venmo him uh, that's also at larry garza um yeah at larry garza on venmo if you want to help out and stuff uh dude's going through a lot but he's he's staying positive he's keeping his sense of humor and that's that's very inspiring um so yeah, just want to do a short intro, get into this very special guest that I have today on the Bubba Cool Core podcast. Hopefully you're doing well. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, check in on you uh, next week. All right, take care. Uh, my guest today is... None other than Larry Garza. Yay! 
what's up? What's up, Patrick? How's it going, man? Good, man. And uh, this is just an audio podcast, but I want to let y'all know that Larry is wearing one of my Babacoa Core shirts. So right. that's and that's awesome. all I'm wearing. <laughs> that's all. So how you doing, yeah, man? I'm doing. You know, I've been better, but but I'm doing okay. The cancer came back in May. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so it's been uh, re- really aggressive, and I've been on immunotherapy since August. Mm. But it's one of those mixed bags because the uh, cancer coming back obviously sucks. It coming back during a pandemic, su- you know, super sucks. Going yeah. to the ER as, as many times as I have uh, really sucks. But um, the pandemic has uh, enabled my wife to work from home, the kids to go to school from home. It, it like took away anything that I would have potentially missed yeah. because of my illness. Uh-huh. And it's kept us all inside. And so it's kind of this like, you know, 60, 40 uh, pro con kind of kind of deal, because if it wasn't for the shutdown, I probably uh, wouldn't be able to continue doing my nine to five. Mm -hmm. My wife would probably have to quit her job and all that stuff. So I know we're starting off pretty depressing, but that's that's the reality. right? I mean, that's reality. That's I want to check in on you, see how you're doing. And and if that's what's going on with you, then why not talk about it? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, for anyone who who doesn't know me, I've had stage four kidney cancer since 2016. Uh, it went from the uh, right kidney, got that removed. Uh, uh, middle lobe of my right lung, got that removed. Uh, then it went to my brain that year, and I had seizures, and I was pretty much checking out. Uh, but I made it, and I, and I was uh, I was uh, solid till 2019 in September mm-hmm. when it came back to the left kidney, and I had a partial resection and then it came back again in may like i said and it, it's not operable so they've been doing this immunotherapy treatment that i think's been working pretty good yeah how's the side effects of that minor man i'm, I'm really lucky because uh there's you know hardcore side effects that they yeah. warn you about uh but really mainly i've just had you know irritation on the top of my hands i've been kind of hoarse blisters in my mouth and all that sort of nonsense mm-hmm. um stomach issues uh but yeah the the only life-changing thing and you're the first like pub you're the first i'm, I'm saying publicly uh i have a piss bag now you know okay. like a colostomy bag but for piss uh-huh. so that's another good thing about the pandemic is i don't have to go anywhere because it's hella embarrassing you know i you know i have like special underwear to like you know hold it and all that shit but uh yeah that's been the biggest uh life-changing experience with this round with the cancer is that i had to get a nephrostomy uh to put in uh oh. to give my kid kidney a break from filtering you know my blood and shit into urine so is that a, is that a permanent thing they say that indefinite is what the is what they like to say indefinite. so uh so there's a there's a possibility i you know if everything goes great i can get it removed but you know it seems like something i'm just gonna have to live with so yeah no big deal yeah carrie von eric didn't have a foot did you know that? <laughs> no. Facts. Yeah. Them yeah, facts. <laughs> Carrie Car- Von Eric lost a foot in a car accident, and that was before he went to WWF, so he actually had a, a fake leg. That's why he wore uh, tall boots. No way. I never knew that stuff, man. I, f- I found that out in the Dark Side of the Ring. So if you ever watched the Von Eric's uh, episode of oh, Dark okay. Side of the Ring, yeah. they, they talk about that. It's pretty badass. I got to check that one out, man. Big big Von Eric fan. Yeah. So throughout this whole thing, you, you've been able to keep your, your, your sense of humor about stuff. I know KSAT did a story Absolutely. about you. Uh, yeah. You know, with all that. 
you know, because it's been since 2016 that I've had it, that I've had it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the the worst it's been it, uh, uh, because during the brain tumor uh, day, uh, months and the seizures and the uh, planning your funeral and, you know, doing all that, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not, it hasn't been that dark. And the fact that, you know, I have my two kids and my wife with me by my side with the exception of the hospital, it's kind of reversed. Like when I was in the mm-hmm. hospital, I, my wife was next to me, you know, I, I had, you know, all the support. And then at home, I would be alone while they were at school and, and work or what have you. But now the times that I've been in the hospital, which has been quite often, I'm alone because of the pandemic, which yeah. is, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but now that I've, now that I'm at home, I have them all. So, you know, um, still being funny about it, still being silly and, you know, uh, making jokes, you know, I, I joke about the piss bag. I joke about, you know, how I'm feeling and that, you know, I, I, I make light of it, you know, which, which is a, it's a defense mechanism, dude. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you gotta do stuff like that, but you've been keeping yeah. busy. You've been like, uh, on like doing like a podcast, a virtual podcast tour and doing I've been comedy zoom- shows. I've been zooming like a mother. Oh, can we guess? Oh yeah. yeah. Do guess? whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, we've been. I've been zooming like a motherfucker. Like I was kind of like, I knew it was an audio podcast, uh, Patrick, but I was like, I hope it's just like a phone, be- you know. So I, I'm not on, on Zoom again. When you said the Zoom link, I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Dude. Oh my bad. I'm, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't don't say you're bad. It's it's it's. I'm used to it. It's just uh, uh, zooming is now a part of it's. If you can't consider yourself a comedian if you don't have an active Zoom. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm, I was trying not to do it. You know, I stopped doing interviews. You've been the first interview that I've yeah. done in a while. Thank you. Thank just, you very much. Just because of this whole disconnect. But I was like, you know what? Larry's doing other people's podcasts. He's got to do mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I was, uh, you know, I'm not one to ask to, why haven't you asked me on the podcast? But I was like, me and you really hit it off in Laredo. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to be on a barbacoa pa- uh, uh, podcast. And, uh, yeah, uh, man. I was like, you said you're going to okay. bust out your uh, your Casio keyboard and so we could start a synth band. Yes, dude. I have that in my son's room. Yeah, we could have we could have been like zombie and fucking goblin, bro. Yeah, dude. And so so that's the thing. So we don't know too much about each other. That that uh, that drive that we had, we did a show in Laredo you were, that you were headlining. Yeah. Uh, what was it, the Laredo Laugh Fest, or it became the Laredo Laugh Fest, or something? <laughs> I, yeah, because Aaron Suarez, uh, fucking, uh, booked literally, what was it eight comics? It was a lot. Eight, eight to ten comics to do spots, and I, I call it the Laredo, uh, Laredo Laugh Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I was a little bit nervous about that. That was gonna be the first time that we had uh, to to sit down and actually talk. For, we had a couple hours to like. You know, just just yeah, talk and get to know each up, other. Yeah. And uh, I'm a huge music nerd, rock fan, metal fan, whatever. Been in bands and stuff. So when we got to start talking about that, I was like, "Oh man, this is fucking great!" Like that drive, just like it, it, it just was so short too. Uh, I think I was, I think I was listening to Russian Circles. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, "Oh, dude, you dig Russian Circles?" I was like, "Yeah, so I'm open for Mastodon," and it just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you also try to play a joke on me too. You're like, "Yeah, I'm just trying out these new uh, seizure med- medicines," and then you pretend to have a seizure. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is." Did I do that? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I 
<laughs> like I was just, I was starting I to be like, just relax and chill and saying, it's safe here. Nothing's going to go bad. And then you're just like, you <laughs> you fall over and start shaking. I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do? I don't, I, dude, I don't remember that. I, I, I try not to joke about seizures, but if you say so, I believe you. I, I normally, like, I give people warning because it looks like i'm popping pills when i take my seizure medicine at seven yeah and so i was just like oh i just need a, a little bump <laughs> yeah 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 uh so w- what do you listen to now like have you been like i know like we're older now so for a while i was just stuck into what i like i like i'm not looking for any new music are you kind of yeah. the same way with that absolutely i i absolutely am i'm a big mike Patton nerd like uh-huh. I, I think we were talking about yeah. uh and I've been like revisiting, you know, some um, older Tomahawk. That, that that's that's been my like release from all the politics and stuff like that is watching full live concerts on YouTube. Yeah. And I go I go back to like to the early two thousands, and you know I, I saw um, my favorite one of my favorite shows was when the Melvins opened up for Tomahawk, mm-hmm. and the bass the bass player for the Melvins was the bass player for Tomahawk. Yeah. So he would just stay on stay on stage like you know with just this rhythm while they set up uh tomahawks you know drums and mike Patton's fucking awesome setup and the guitarist from uh, uh jesus lizard you know comes out and they start a song and the bass player just never stops yeah. there for fucking two hours which is incredible uh but as far as like new music you know honestly no i mean it's been I've been listening to more like hip hop and stuff that like my daughter shows me. She's 15. Oh yeah. And, and so it's, uh, it, it's been, it's, there's nothing heavy anymore. I mean, Travis Ray has sent me that really hardcore Republican five finger death punch video. Did you see that? I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I never liked them to begin with. Me neither. I'm so happy that I didn't like him because I would have been so upset. But there was always something douchey about him. Yeah. And then and then when that came out, I was just like, ah, oh, okay, cool, all right. It's cool. I'm so glad I didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. But can't can't you find the humor in that? I mean, yeah, it's an opposing political <laughs> side. But can't you go like, oh, okay, I could see that they're making a joke out of it, trying to make light of it, calling people sheeps and stuff. And oh, like, dude, would that turn know. you off of like if if uh, if uh, like uh, Mike Patton was a right winger? Okay came out right winger there's some right wingers that are like i'm trying to think like in okay like reverend horton heath uh-huh is is hardcore republican uh-huh probably racist as fuck and i still love his music yeah so like there, there's that example there like if like it would shock me if the reverend horton heath wasn't a trump supporter uh-huh like he's who i put up there with it with with Patton, i saw uh him do a show with uh with dead cross well he was in dead cross yeah uh he's in, he's in so many bands but when i when i saw him perform at emos um he was t- you know talking shit about trump and uh he uh they redid uh uh nazi punks not nazi punks fuck off uh-huh. i forgot what band does that the, yeah, yeah. the kennedys yeah uh and so yeah he's he's super I wouldn't call him liberal or whatever, but he definitely doesn't like Trump. And I think that there's a big difference there. You know, like, yeah, I, I know that because of T- Tipper Gore in the eighties and D Snyder going to Senate with the whole Frank Zappa, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's a hardcore Democrat. There's a lot of like, I know Dave Mustaine's a, a Republican. If you follow Tom Araya from Slayer, mm-hmm. he's hardcore Trump supporter yeah. and his wife's a fucking mega Karen dude. And, <laughs> 
uh like like to the max like like kind of racist shit and like anti-abortion shit oh and i'm like i'm like from the singer of dead skin mask comes this all all lives matter like what the fuck give me a break yeah but i i can see it from the point of being a a, you know a, a metal band that's using satanic imagery and stuff like that and have someone like tipper gore come out and call you evil and and want your shit like removed from you know shelves that affects you personally Mm -hmm. so then that you just you know stay on that you know republican ticket and turns you into whatever you you turn into old white man eventually yeah uh so how, how did you get into mike Patton? so my sister liked him you know uh during the real thing era and uh you know she liked anthony kiedis like mike Patton, and there was always that you know, comparison with the Chili Peppers and Faith No More. Mm-hmm. And so she bought the real thing on CD. It was like one of her first CDs. And back when the CDs came in those big cardboard things that wasted half of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, I was, let me see, I was 10 uh, when she got And I used to listen to all of her, like, albums, right? Like, she had Master of Puppets. Uh, she had uh, Killer, Dror- Killer Dwarves, Anthrax, mm-hmm. Megadeth. Like that, that was the shit that my sister listened to because she was, she was a metal head and she's t- 10 years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so I, I dug it, you know, but then I also liked rap like myself, like, you know, I, I was 10 years old. So I liked, you know, fucking Bobby Brown and MC Hammer and all that sort of shit. It's so funny when, you say rap and then you're like Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because the, uh, if you listen to our old podcast, my favorite song forever was, uh, uh, from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Uh, well, I guess we're gonna have to <laughs> yeah. take a trip. Fucking look, because he raps in that song. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when Epic came out and it was like rap rock. Yeah, that hook. I, I, I was all about it. I was all about it. And so then I would listen to the rest of the, the, al- the album and like Zombie Eaters was my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Because it was because uh, I was a kid, I was like t- like I said, ten years old, and it was about a little baby who liked toys, and I liked toys at the time, and it just really spoke to me. So then, fast forward to um, when um, um, Angel Dust came out, and I was like twelve or whatever, mm-hmm. and this is back when there were singles like like uh, audio cassette singles, like singles, yeah, and yeah, and so I I chose my mom, you know, they're like three bucks, and my mom's like, you can get one. And so I, I had to choose between "Give It Away" from the Chili Peppers and "Midlife Crisis" by uh, uh, Faith No More, and I was really happy to choose "Midlife Crisis" because uh, the flip side. Oh man, I forgot what I think it was a uh, uh, small victory, or I forgot what song was on the on the flip side of the uh, "Midlife Crisis" uh, single. Yeah. Uh, so I got into that, and then I didn't afterwards. I didn't, you know, have any access until I went to college. And then um, my buddy Jess, who's in Community Gogo with, with me, was was listening to um, I, I think King for a Day or something mm-hmm. like that, like one of those late, later albums. And I was like, oh, I like Faith No More. And I still had the long haired Mike Patton in my head. And uh, he was like, oh yeah, dude, they broke up like you know six years ago, and they had like three other albums. Yeah. And he did he did Phantomus and he did Tomahawk and he and he's just coming out with Tomahawk and I was like, What? And so then I had that whole that that's 
when new music was was fun was when Epicac that the, that album or I'm sorry the record label came yeah. out. He put they put out the Melvins. They put out you know uh, Queens of the Stone Age and and uh, all that kind of like a uh, milk banana kind of locust no, no, noise core shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I really I really dug it. Plus I really dug uh, a Tomahawk and it was kind of like old school. Um, Face no more, and then I discovered Bungle. I didn't. I knew Mr. Bungle existed, but I didn't have access to them until I met my buddy Jess, and so he let me fucking, you know, burn all three of their CDs, and yeah. I got their first one, Disco Volante, in California, and I was just like, everything he did, I thought was great until I heard Matador and all that fucking bullshit. All that bullshit with john zorn and i was like i'm not into everything oh, okay i was gonna say what do you think about <laughs> peeping tom his peeping tom project i i dug peeping tom i thought he bit off a little more than he could chew yeah it was a little bit much like well because he was saying that you know you know if i put out a pop record you know like i know how to put out a pop record yeah and so he did and dude he was on conan like he was really pushing it with that rozel beatboxer uh-huh. guy had Nina Cherry on it, and like, there's some really, really good songs on there. But I think the lyrics are a, a tad corny. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I really dug the album, but I don't. I, I think he put it out at the same time as Gorillaz put out Demon Days, and that just fucking yeah, that, that doesn't compete at all. Yeah. Doesn't compete at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, man. I found uh, I found Tomahawk through Helmet because John Stainer is yeah. a drummer from Tomahawk, yep. and he's one of my my big influence and stuff. Yeah, you're a drummer, right? Uh, I'm trying to get back into it, but yeah, I was a drummer for many, cool. many years. Uh, yeah, he has that. He has his cymbals super high. Yeah, up. with battles, he puts that one uh, crash ride cymbals way up. It's it's very annoying, yeah. but he's a great drummer. Yeah. Uh, but that that Tomahawk album was like just mind blowing. The all the mixtures that it had in it, you know, and he, he yeah. does a lot of vocal effects. Could really make yeah. something out of nothing, like, and it's. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very great. So like in like oh one, you know, Tomahawk's self titled album came out and he was just shitting out music. Like he was just yeah. putting out so much so much stuff, which was awesome. But we all wanted a Faith No More reunion. So at a download fest in two thousand nine, you were able to like, you know, fucking pay to you know, see a band streaming like it wasn't as as common as it is now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shit, it was 11 years ago. And so they had the reunion at Download Fest. And uh, uh, it was like the fucking biggest thing in my world at the time. And they all came out wearing red. And he had a cane. And the first song they sang was Reunited. (laughs) But then you, you, I mean, we're stuck in this fucking time warp. They toured for like 11 years, bro. You know, no, I'm a liar. They, They toured for like, Eight, eight years and you look back at how long they were together from like 89 to 95 you're like oh wow it's the same amount of time oh yeah and then and then and then they put out a new record um which was uh really good and i i'm I, i'm hating myself for forgetting the name of it but yeah they had a uh, uh separation anxiety was a good song on there uh, uh superhero is a good song on there and uh fuck me for but it was on epicac mm-hmm. since faith no more left the uh, warner brothers or whatever um and that's a great album and uh 
Yeah, and I got to see him live in 2015. Yeah, which was which was killer in Houston. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And then uh, one of my favorite Dillinger albums, Dillinger Escape Plan, is the one that he did. Yes, that's fucking. Yes, that's fucking so sick. That's one of my favorite albums ever. And what's the drummer's name? Chris. Uh, Chris Penn. Chris, Chris Penny. Chris Penn. Yeah. Chris Penny. His set is so fucking simple. Yes. And the drums in that album are fucking incredible. Yeah. Dude. Uh, that that is one of my favorite uh, uh, albums of, of all time. Yeah, like this period, top five albums. Period, and, and it's an EP with with a cover. Yeah, like yeah, I, they did come. Go ahead. Trying to get. Uh, no, I was going to say like with a uh, with "Come to Daddy" by the Aphex Twins. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like Dillinger. I like stuff like that, like the spastic kind of, of like just yeah. chaotic rock. I just I could never play stuff like that. I'm more of a groove uh, type of I type of you. drummer. Uh, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm just now like like the reason why I brought it up like finding new music and stuff because I was like that too. I was just stuck into like just what I know. I know, but I'm trying to get into like discovering new music. But it's it's not as uh, it's hard. It's not as fun as it was before. Like remember like just it's buying like a so bunch much. of like just trash albums or just albums just based on artwork like at cd exchange yeah. you know yes and then you just read the liner notes like like nobody does liner notes anymore and like nobody does liner notes or lyrics or fucking yeah anything and it, it, it yeah it's what's sad is like everything now is just so throw away like it's you download it you hear it like you don't even know the names of the songs or what you're listening to you just have it running non-stop you know what 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 what's helped me like discover new music or uh discover old bands was at the time going to like festivals like when i went to house core horror fest i had never heard autopsy before uh-huh, in my life uh-huh. and i dug them and then uh yob why y- yeah you know seeing them live was fucking uh badass um not at this concert but uh what's that fucking band called uh job for a cowboy uh-huh. Uh, uh, then I saw, then I went to another uh, concert and they opened for Cannibal Corpse, um, uh, Black Dolly Murder, mm-hmm. which I like, uh, like a lot. Uh, and so like opening, opening bands, like I was telling you about Russian Circles and Zombie, you know, I saw them at a concert. And so that to me is like kind of the, the old school way of discovering new music is seeing them live. And you yeah. got to give kudos to the, to the bands that you paid to see by like booking badass bands to open for them so they can gain a fucking following. Yeah. That's great, man. Like just putting together a show mm. like that, just to help out up and coming bands like that. That yep. was a fun way to, to find uh, new bands. Uh, the liner notes, like I said, like anytime they said thank you and they list all the bands that they would tour with that year before. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, about the Blindside album. And that's how I found Norma Jean. And Norma Jean became like one of my biggest fans. Oh, uh, dude. Well, Norma Jean's first album is the only album I like, but it's one of my favorite albums. Like, so I good. went and bought merch yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, dude. Fucking, uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Spare the Martyr. Uh, blessed up, Blessed uh, Child, or Blessed. Kiss the child, bless there, the martyr. There you go. That's 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 one of my favorite. Like Norma Jean's a badass, uh, uh, fucking hardcore band. Uh, I also dig uh, Refused. You remember yeah, Refused? Refused, great. Yeah, the new new rock era or some shit like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I fucking yeah. So that like that hardcore 
the hardcore scene, I knew metalheads thought it was kind of, you know, wimpy or whatever, but I, I really dug it. And, you know, you have band, great bands came out of that, like Dillinger Ski Plan and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. hard now. Like, it's like what I, I could not stand Pandora, the music app Pandora. Yeah, because yeah. they would tell you that they're going to link you up to similar artists, but all they do is like, oh, well, that last band had a guitar. This band ha- also has a guitar, so they're like the same. Yeah. Band. I was like, that's not. They don't sound anything alike. Well, well Spotify has been pissing me off too because I'll I'll put on a band that I like, and then I'll play their radio, so then I can hear maybe some new shit that I did I hadn't heard before. Oh, okay, and all it all it, all it does is just has the fucking algorithm of the shit that you like. Yeah, and you're just I, I'm like why is primus on the fucking deftones channel like why is yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know i'm like it's, it's i like i love both bands but it's just because that's what i fucking play a lot so. yeah yeah I, i've been i've been in this big mastodon kick ever since i saw the emperor emperor of the sand uh documentary on youtube mm-hmm. they just released mm-hmm. uh it was made in 2016 but they just released it on their youtube channel and i didn't know that whole album was a concept album about cancer oh wow so yeah like and from so, uh whose perspective like does somebody in the band have it or one of their family members yeah or? uh uh bill their guitarist uh, mother died while they were writing the song wow uh, writing the album and then um uh troy's wife the bass player uh his his wife got cancer oh. she she's uh she's still alive thank god but uh yeah so braun the the drummer is like watching the documentary he was like oh you're he's the head of the leader of the band uh-huh. you know um like he wrote a bunch of songs that were about fighting you know this emperor of the sand which was death and cancer and getting rid of it and it's you know you know how fucking uh uh myth mythological mastodon is with their yeah. songs and shit yeah so yeah so I, I've been really into Mastodon a lot lately. That's crazy. Yeah, that was another thing that you kind of gave me shit for because we were talking about like I don't, I don't pick up on words. Like a, a, a singer's <laughs> voice is their instrument, you know. And so we were talking about uh, Coheed, and you're like, yeah, this whole thing. It's like a the the uh, comic oh, book, the comic book, comic book mm-hmm. type of storyline. I was like, oh, really? He's like, dude, it's there in the words. <laughs> like you're just no. I, no, I, I was I was like, I didn't know that either. A friend of mine told me. Yeah. And, and so then after listening to it, because uh, I think Obsolete by um, Fear Factory, uh-huh. that's another concept album that correlates with a comic book oh, that, okay. they, that they created. Um, yeah, you're supposed to read the comic book with, with the album. And so that good eye sniper, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like their parents are fucking in a helicopter with a sniper rifle trying to kill him like so it's pretty yeah but uh yeah and and sometimes that could get me in trouble too because uh there's this band called floor and they they have a song called tales of lolita right and i had no idea what that meant but like you know how like you can share a song and like i was like man i'm feeling this song right now because the opening part like the the riffs are so good and the the rhythm yeah is really great but like now especially with the whole Epstein thing and like you hear Lolita this, Lolita that. I was like, I've been sharing this song for years <laughs> saying I feel Dude, this well, record. <laughs> Lolita was a book written a long time ago and a movie that came out in like the late fifties, early sixties. And it was just about, it was just, you know, justifying that. It was, it was that whole 
pedophile's fantasy of a young girl uh, coming on to an older guy. Yeah. And that's where that, ter- that term comes from. Yeah. So it's, it's been around for a while. Like anytime I, I like Jeffrey Irons re- redid Lolita and it just creeped me out. And what was really odd is right before, um, the fuck was that Netflix movie? Everyone was uh, having a big deal over it. Yeah, Cuties. Right before Cuties came out, Netflix put uh, the original Lolita on, and I had never seen it. Mm. And I was just like, "All right, let me, you know, see how fucking creepy this is." And I couldn't get past the uh, the first three minutes because yeah. you see this guy like salivating over a fourteen year old, and like the op- the opening credits is just a little girl's toe balancing like a high heel like on her foot, and I'm just like. I'm good. Yeah, this I, is I, fucking I can't, weird, I can't dude. Go, I can't go with that. I have, a, I have a daughter, bro. Like this is, but at the same time, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, dislike certain Michael Jackson songs. Like I, I love Michael Jackson songs, but guys, a fucking child rapist, like a straight up child rapist. Yeah. And then, and then Faith No More has a uh, that song "Edge of the World," uh-huh. uh and that's about uh, uh, a pedophile like Seducina. A, a little girl and it's a beautiful song it's beautiful it's a beautiful song and, with that subject yeah yeah he, he's uh, uh hold me closer I, I want you here he's like uh he goes uh what does he say um uh it, it doesn't matter that i'm 40 years old <laughs> uh yeah, and and is a come closer now. Would you like some candy? Like the, the, these are the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he goes, uh, uh, "Look in my eyes, girl. I'm no criminal, but I'd kill my mother to be with you, be with you, be with you." <laughs> yeah, and so it's talking about a guy going to like Thailand, a fucking city, a child. And, yeah. But it's like Mike Patton sings the fuck out of it. Beautiful piano. It's like a loungy song, but. You sit back and and again, I was ten years old, so I didn't fucking know what I thought. Offering candy to it, like candy, yeah, I like candy. Like, you <laughs> offer? Yeah, exactly, right. And then as I got older, and I'm singing it all passionately, I was like, wait, oh no, ah oh, fuck, right? Like I was like, this is one of my favorite Faith and More songs, and okay, yeah. See, that's right. why I don't, I don't, I don't listen to lyrics. I just like the whole thing as a as a picture. If it sounds good, if it's a groove to it. Yeah. But now, if you don't listen to everything, you don't dissect everything. It's gonna get you in trouble. But yeah. I should have known, man, because he, he's there's a the hook in that song that that tells a Lolita song like I don't want to wait until we're old enough. But I thought they were both kids. I didn't know that she was a kid and he wasn't. I, I'm dude. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Like you can't. The riff is you, so you good. Jam out. <laughs> yeah. Like the riff. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like there's nothing wrong with it, man. It's just like. I was uh, I was getting into I was really getting into Gigi Allen, uh-huh. and I I wasn't like paying attention to the song titles or anything like that. I was just looking up Murder Junkies and just like interested in him as a person yeah. or whatever. Uh, he says uh, he got his best ass kicking in San Antonio. That's a quote from Gigi. Oh Allen. wow! And uh, I I started I got on Spotify. I got his music shit. It's terribly produced. Yeah, and it's all about like raping kids and murder and i'm like yeah no i'm good yeah i'm not i'm not that hardcore i think he yeah. was more of a, a, a visual artist like a, like the, the yeah. it's better live like when you take it sure. home it doesn't have that same effect and it shouldn't have yeah. that same effect you know <laughs> exactly but it but if, if you're getting 
human feces thrown at you by this naked guy wanting to fight you and he's screaming about uh, yeah <laughs> like fucking a corpse it's like yeah this yeah this all kind of goes together i suppose yeah <laughs> uh, I, I, I prefer uh gore i know that stuff is just water-based food coloring and stuff it's just fun it's just fake you know yeah. earth toilet bro yeah, i love that like, shit yeah, i love that shit lead singer lead singer went on to uh back to his plan <laughs> unfortunately so yeah. uh cool man i just want to get you on i know it's, it's late and stuff because you had to uh, enjoy the debates uh yeah it was actual an, an actual debate for once i couldn't watch this sucked. one I already voted, so like nothing's gonna. Oh, I already voted. I already voted too. Oh, you just wanted to watch the, the 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 plane crash or the I, train I, crash? Yeah, and it wasn't one, and I was just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I appreciate you you going late. I mean, I I, I don't have a cutoff time. If you do, you know, I, I understand. Nah, I just I want to keep these short and stuff, and I just want to nerd out on music with you for a little bit and stuff. But uh, Hell yeah. but plugs, uh, anything social media? Do you have anything else coming up? Uh, Zoom comedy shows or anything? You know, I'm really uh, proud to have and surprised to have been named. You, you had mentioned it to it earlier, but I'm. Uh, if you look up uh, on kset.com, mm-hmm. look up Larry Garza. I was named one of the 25 most influential Latinas in San Antonio this That's year. That's amazing, which is crazy man. to me. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a crazy list. I don't know how the fuck I, I made it. It's because Clut is on WOEI, so I guess <laughs> I, I'm next in line for KSAT. Uh, but they did a really, really honest interview with me on Zoom. Uh-huh. Um, with um, and uh, I'm I'm real proud of it. So if you look, just Google Larry Garza. Uh, and then follow me on Instagram at Larry Garza Comedy. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to do any live shows anytime soon. I mean. Uh, until I get, you know, my results and the AOK from, like, if my kids can't go to school, why the fuck am I going to go do comedy shows? I mean, it's pretty selfish. No, I get that, man. But, uh, but go to, go to my Instagram and buy some merch. That'll help me out. Fucking Venmo me at Larry Garza if you feel sorry for me. There you go, man. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, man. Take care of yourself. All right, brother. Thank you, Pat. All right, have a good night, man.